Welcome to the Staying Ageless Podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Associate E, also known as Raw Girl. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we will be talking about the power of the subconscious mind, part two. To get this longevity party started, I'm going to give you guys some background on what the subconscious mind is and some simple ways to harness its power. And later, we'll be chatting with our expert for today, the amazing Bianca DeGroat, a clinical hypnotherapist. I'm so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show from all over the world. Shout out to listeners in the USA, the UK, Ireland, Spain, South Africa, France, Germany, and much more. If today's show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. All right, all right. Today we are going to talk again about the subconscious mind. If you missed my past episode on the power of the subconscious mind, I believe it was actually in season one. Ooh, it was a while ago. Go back and check that out. Um, we have the same guest for today, so I'm really excited to delve into this again. But to start off, I want to tell you some things you might be amazed about. Maybe you don't know this. One, many diseases originate in the mind. Nothing really appears on the body unless there's a mental pattern correlating to it. I really do believe that. Secondly, our subconscious mind controls all the vital processes of our body. It already knows the answers to our problems and it already knows how to heal us, which is a lot of times why sometimes we get like these hunches that something may be right for us. And I I always work with the hunches of my clients because I know that there's something to it sometimes. Um, I have those same kind of hunches where I'm led either to the right health practitioner at various times in my life where I was struggling with something or to the right supplement. And it's just because I follow that inner knowing that leads me to the right place. And whatever we impress on our subconscious mind is expressed as conditions, experiences, and events. I'm sure that you know this or at least have heard this, that our subconscious mind can totally affect the things, the experiences that we are having. So wait, what is the subconscious mind? Well, it's the powerful secondary system that basically runs everything in your life child. Our brains are extremely complicated, but you'll be surprised about how much control we have over its programming. The subconscious part of our brain stores everything that happens to us. When we're under hypnosis, many people are actually able to recall events that have happened years ago with perfect clarity. Our subconscious mind stores and retrieves data, and it makes everything that we say or do fit a pattern that we've created for ourselves. So sometimes we actually find ourselves just repeating these same patterns. Our subconscious mind also practices something called homeostasis in our mental realm, which basically keeps us thinking and acting in a manner consistent with what we have done and said in the past. And this is why sometimes it can be really hard to break out of certain emotional patterns. The conscious and subconscious mind works hand in hand. So the conscious mind is kind of like the gardener that plants the seeds, and our subconscious mind is the garden or fertile soil in which the seeds germinate and grow. Our subconscious mind grows either flowers or weeds, depending on what we plant into it. That's why it's really important for us to guard our minds. Research has shown that the power of the subconscious mind is faster and more unlimited than the conscious mind. It has two main concerns, safety and pleasure. 
All of our automatic body processes and learned behaviors come under the power of the subconscious mind. And since the subconscious mind affects this so much, obviously, um, it can also affect our health. As a practitioner, I've discovered that some clients have actually decided in their minds to be sick and this impairs their healing. Or similarly, a patient or client has heard from a doctor or health professional that, oh, they only have two weeks to live. And if they believe it, it's been shown that they're likely to die in two weeks. Whereas someone who disregards that thought and says, no, actually, I choose something different, can create a completely different outcome. That's why it's really, really also really important that you don't take everything a health professional says as law and that health professionals are held accountable for the things they're saying to patients, and they really should be more careful with their words. So one way we can harness the power of our subconscious mind is actually to practice meditation and mindfulness. Here's why meditation works. Theta waves are present during meditation, hypnosis, light sleep, and the REM dream state. In our formative years, we spend the majority of our time in alpha and theta brainwave cycles. And this is why we take on the beliefs of ourselves in those early years that remain in our lives and show up in our actions and behaviors years and years afterwards. But as I said earlier, we can actually take control and change our programming. We just need the right tools. Meditation is a practice that can be a tool that can help us that involves training your attention to stay present in the moment. Meditation allows us to reset. And like I said earlier, when we're in a state of meditation, we're in, in theta. So when we're, we're putting in work on the subconscious mind as we meditate. Meditation comes in many forms and does not need to be tied to a specific religious practice. There are nine popular types of meditation. Mindfulness meditation, spiritual meditation, focus meditation, movement meditation, mantra meditation, transcendental meditation, progressive relaxation, loving kindness meditations, and visualization meditations. Not all meditation styles are right for everybody. So these practices require different skills and mindsets, and you have to figure out what works for you. I went through my own journey of trying so many different techniques, but what I ended up landing on actually that works for me now is to occasionally sit in silence daily for about 20 to 30 minutes, literally just in silence, nothing else. Obviously, there's also guided meditations you can do via apps and all that stuff. Here are some science-backed benefits that meditation brings. Meditation can help us stay in the stress-free zone. The Journal of Health Psychology published research that shows that meditation makes you feel less stressed. It also reduces the levels of the stress hormone cortisol. The other amazing thing to note is that meditation can reduce physical stress as well as mental. In a study conducted on athletes, it was found that meditation can help improve pain tolerance during the process of rehabilitation. Meditation also helps us rewire bad habits. One of the first things you might notice after regular meditation is that it starts to shift your emotional responses to situations that were previously aggravating. Going within helps us to rewire bad habits as well as observe our actions and reactions in a way that we may have never done before and make conscious adjustments. Why is this? Well, researchers have found that regular meditation actually changes our brain. Long-term meditators were found to have an increased amount of gray matter in the insula and sensory regions, the auditory and sensory cortex, and more gray matter in the frontal cortex, which is associating with working memory and executive decision-making. They also found that the amygdala, which triggers our fight-or-flight response in in a reaction to stress, was smaller in those who practice mindfulness, and that brain changes begin to happen within just eight weeks of practice. 
Meditation also boosts your mental performance. Research conducted at the University of California, Santa Barbara, found that college students trained in mindfulness performance did better on verbal reasoning sections on the GRE and also had improvements in retention of material. The outcome of the study suggested that mindfulness can be a tool used to improve overall cognitive functioning. Meditation can also protect us against mental illness to some degree. So mental illness and emotional wellness are two issues that are usually highly medicated when you visit a doctor to address them. Well, according to the researchers from University of Oregon, meditation techniques in the form of integrative body and mind training can result in brain changes, which actually protect against mental illness. Due to meditation practice, protective tissue increases, as well as signaling connections in the brain. Another study conducted on nursing students also found that the meditation was even more effective for depression recovery than exercise. Meditation can help you sleep like a baby. Okay. A University of Utah study found that mindfulness training helps people sleep better at night. Have you ever experienced an inability to sleep because of the monkey mind that cannot stop making to-do lists and generally stresses about whatever happened that day? Well, meditation quiets the busy thoughts long enough for you to get adequate rest and wake up feeling refreshed. Other studies have shown improvements with patients suffering from insomnia after undergoing mindfulness training and regular meditation practice. Meditation also improves our mood. In general, meditation helps to balance out emotions and moods and has been shown in numerous studies to reduce the risk of depression. Research has shown that meditation helps to reduce psychological distress and improve brain functioning. Last but not least, meditation can also help boost our immunity. By now, you should know that optimal health has to do with emotional, physical, and mental wellness. Stress is a major life factor that can accelerate the development of disease. So just paying attention to your diet alone may still leave you at risk for major terminal illnesses if you do not manage your emotions and stress in a healthy way. Meditation and mindfulness practice calm you down, reduce your stress levels so that you can avoid toxic emotions that may cause disease later on. When it comes to aging, meditation can actually help us in multiple ways. Meditating has a strong correlation with the lengthening of telomeres in scientific studies. This may be because it combats stress and promotes a balanced cognitive expression. Improvements in attention and clarity of thinking may help your mind stay young. A 2014 review of 12 studies in the New York Academy of Sciences found that multiple meditation styles increase attention, memory, and mental quickness in older volunteers. In addition to fighting normal age-related memory loss, meditation can at least partially improve memory in patients with dementia. It can also help control stress and improve coping in those caring for family members with dementia. All right, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we'll chat with our amazing guest for today. So stay tuned. I am super excited to announce the launch of the new destination I created for online programs called Staying Ageless University. At Staying Ageless University, we create epic content to teach you about holistic wellness and transformational healing programs to help you achieve extraordinary longevity. We believe that learning is an essential component of healing and creating lasting change, and every one of our programs are created from protocols that I have tried and tested on clients who have achieved optimal wellness by following them. Our signature programs include Staying Ageless 30 Plus, which is designed to help women 30 plus interested in staying fly till you're 99 or close to it, create lasting healthy rituals, 
and the all-new Raw Girls Hormonal Balancing Academy for women suffering with fibroids, PCOS, endometriosis, cysts, or menopausal symptoms if you're ready to use holistic means to take control of your hormones and get your life back. We also have two new programs that are amazing for New Year's clean starts, Detox Your Life, which includes 30-day plant-based detox, either raw or vegan, and Candida and Parasites Be Gone for those who are ready to kick Candida overgrowth or parasites to the curb for good. Enrollment is now open for three of our programs, and we officially launched January 1st, 2021. You can learn more about us and our program offerings at stayingagelessuniversity.com. Hope to see you in class. When I lived in LA, I was at the beach all of the time. (laughs) The beach was my happy place. After going to the beach, I would always stop by this amazing raw food restaurant. They had the most delicious food, burritos, cinnamon rolls. I was obsessed. Fast forward to this year when I wanted to give myself a jumpstart on raw, I discovered that this amazing restaurant that I used to frequent had transitioned to nationwide delivery of fully prepared raw meals. It's called Raw Evolution, and for 20 years, they've been serving the finest and most vibrant living foods meals. They offer a raw box, which includes two fresh pressed juices, four gourmet entrees, four generous sides, and two delicious low glycemic desserts. The raw box is designed to provide one person with about four to five days of lunches and dinners. I also love that the menu changes each week, so there's always lots of variety. I get a lot of inquiries from listeners and clients alike who want to go raw and feel like it's not sustainable time-wise. If this is you, this is an amazing solution to get your raw jumpstart. Head on over to rawvolution.com and use the code RAWGIRL to receive a discount on your first purchase. Today's guest is Bianca DeGroat. She's a Los Angeles-based clinical hypnotherapist advanced rapid transformation therapy practitioner, and past life regression therapist who is in the business of clearing blocks and improving lives. After limiting her own migraines and 17-year smoking habit with hypnotherapy, she got a very intimate look at the power of the mind. Through her training with renowned British hypnotherapist Marissa Peer and past life regression pioneer Dr. Brian Weiss, She continued to discover just how much change can be achieved when you understand how the mind works. She has made it her mission to educate and guide her clients to having lives fortified with optimism and encouraging inner dialogue and overall balanced wellness. Hi, Bianca, and welcome to Staying Ageless. Thank you. Happy to be here. I'm so glad you're back again. And we were just geeking out over the fact that we actually became twinsies today without not meaning to. We both have the same nail color and the same top and then the earring thing going and a side pony. And a side pony. Okay. So all the <laughs> I thought about oh, putting a jacket on. I want you to know that. Say that again? I thought about putting a jacket on too. I had Hilarious. it, but I didn't. Was I it this to... color? It's right here. It's similar to that color. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> anyway. Don't be gray. Anyway. <laughs> so I'm really going to go back because... Um, and for those of you who don't know, Bianca does see clients through Raw Girl Coaching, and that's because she's a genius. And so many of our clients have really, really benefited from integrating the work that she does with the work that we do, because it basically just creates this like overall amazing healing situation where they're like their mind's right, yeah. their diet's right. You yeah. know what I mean? Synchronicity. <laughs> <laughs> 
But let's start with, for those of you, for people who just don't know anything about hypnotherapy, what is it? How do you explain it to people? Well, here's what I say. So first I start off with hypnotherapy is not weird. You know, hypnosis, it's kind of a weird word, but it's just, it's like a, a light trance state. It can be light or deeper, but like right now we're communicating with our conscious minds. Our brain waves are like this, short and fast. Mm-hmm. And we have that voice in our head. It's, it's, it's judging things. It's analyzing things. It's going. But when you're in hypnosis, you bypass all of that. And you're more in your subconscious mind, which is your creative mind, your emotional mind. It's where your daydreams and your dreams come from. And in that part of our understandings of things, we have so much more information than we have consciously. Like if we could all just analyze things and solve things, like it works sometimes, but a lot of times it's not enough. Yeah, no. And I think that's, I mean, that's how I found you in the first place. I hit very early on in my practice, hit this wall where I realized, hey, some people have decided to be sick. Like there's like literally mentally something has happened where they made a decision or they interpreted events in their lives and that is now impacting their health. And then I was like, what am I supposed to do about that? And that's where I was like, let me go find me. Oh, let me go find me a Bianca. Okay. (laughs) So, I mean, is that true? Like, do you find that to be true? Like, can people make themselves sick mentally? I find that to be true. Yeah. I think it's not a conscious decision, but there becomes like a a secondary gain from being sick. And as kids, even, um, when we're kids, we all want to be loved and accepted and part of a tribe, you know? And the way we do that in the house is we have different ways of getting love. And um, one of those ways is getting sick, you know? Not consciously, but another way is to help, like be someone who helps a lot around the house or with the siblings. Another way is to be excellent, that kid who's really good at sports or an excellent student. Um, And then another way is to be rebellious and get attention that way. But another one is to get sick. Hmm. Hmm. I'll give you an example. In your process, because in your process, and I guess I'll have you break it down, like how it works when someone sees you. But like in your process, you definitely, I notice that you go back a lot and it's usually to people's childhood. What is it about our childhood that causes this thing where it can now inform our beliefs for the rest of our lives? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Uh, When we're young, especially under the age of seven, I was talking earlier about how our brainwaves are like this. What I didn't mention is when you're in hypnosis, your brainwaves are like this. And then you have, uh, you just, it's easier to absorb information and absorb things. And when you're under seven, your brainwaves are like this all the time. So as a kid, you're just very egocentric. Like you're kind of the center of your own world like you you blame yourself for things that are happening around you like parents getting divorced you know if you kind of you kind of got to do it the right way otherwise the kid is like oh I'm not good enough for you to stay right or whatever And, and then it's like that's why it can be so traumatizing for kids but it's you know it's like you decide things based on what's happening around you like you decide things about yourself based on what other people say and do, especially authority figures like teachers, parents, older siblings. Mm. And then there's that necessity of being mm. 
part of the tribe, kids want to be the same as everybody else. And so when they feel like they're not the same, then that's a huge, that comes up in, I can't tell you how many sessions that comes up in. Something where somebody's being bullied or mm-hmm. laughed at or, I mean, constantly. It's a, it's a huge impact on kids when they don't like feel like they are the same as everybody else. So when you, when you're making the, like this with movement, does that mean, so are the brain waves slower, basically? Yeah, it's alpha waves. So Is it's it like a slower? Yes, yeah, slower okay. and longer. And then the beta waves are short and fast. And then when you go really deep, like in a deep sleep, they're delta waves, which are even more slow and long. But yeah, that's your brain waves. Okay. And we're in that state when we're in hypnosis. We're also in that state when we're young. Are we in that state when we meditate? Yeah. Praying, meditation, things like driving, when you're like kind of zoned out, driving, athletes know exactly what that is when they're in the zone. I just worked with a 13-year-old recently who um, he plays lacrosse. And he has he, that kid was dragging around a lacrosse stick from 10 months old. And he has his dad plays lacrosse wow. and lacrosse coach. And so his whole identity was lacrosse. And this kid got put on the super elite team and started freaking out because he wasn't as big as everybody else. And this kid who knows lacrosse inside and out has been conditioning himself from as long as he can, before he can remember, is freaking out like, oh my God, I'm not good enough to be here. And I'm like, dude, listen, <laughs> you know exactly what you're doing. It's just about having that focus. I had that with an NBA player too. Same thing. You're, I'm like, you're in the NBA. Mm. You're the top, top, top. And you play. But if he didn't sink that first basket, he was spinning out with anxiety. So I, wow. to, I just get super sidetracked. What was the no, no, it's cool. Um, so like, wait, what? NBA player. So this apply I never even thought about it applying to sports, but that makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah, because it's always like they're always trying to see how people are gonna do mentally. Like when they see these killer athletes, whatever sport, tennis golf, you know, basketball, anything. It's like, wow, that kid is really good. Yeah. Or he going to mentally be able to do it because that's what it's about when you get to that point, you know, you got to get your head together because you can easily spin out, you know. Totally. We need to go get Naomi Osaka to be our client. I know. (laughs) I was just thinking. I want to hang out with Naomi, Naomi Osaka. I was like, I want to like deal with her diet and stuff. I think she's dope. Yeah, man. I love her. Okay, so interesting sports. So, I mean, you see all types of clients and you've been seeing a lot of clients for a really long time. What are some patterns that may emerge? Like what are some common like beliefs that you feel like most people have like or a lot of people have? You mentioned some of them already, but if you could just hone in. What it always comes down to is like people just feeling, okay, first of all, it's always like, am I worthy? Like, am I worthy of being in this situation? Because you can do all the preparation, the physical stuff, the mental stuff. But like, if you, if you don't believe that you should be there, like Mm -hmm. some people make it to where they want to go even though they don't believe it, but they're miserable when they get there. And then it's like this imposter syndrome, you know? 
And it's, it's this insidious thing because it's, it's something that starts so young and Mm. you don't necessarily know that it's there. Some people do know it's there, but it's interesting because in the sessions I find out where it comes from, like specifically, there's a Mm. lot of different times and events where these things happen, but in the sessions I'll get, you know, people nice and relaxed. And I'll say, we're going to go back to the cause, the origin, the reason for the anxiety. And so we go back and scenes get pulled up. And sometimes it's really surprising to people. I know I have done sessions myself. <laughs> they were so messy. But we have I've done these sessions. And it's like, why am I pulling up this bully from 25 years ago who right. I know is now like divorced, missing teeth, like... Body super hairy, head bald, like <laughs> unhappy. Like, why am I pulling? That? And I know he's not happy, but it still like kills. And and he's apologized too. Right, in our, right. In our early twenties, he was like, "I'm sorry," and he was horrible, you know. And so, um, yeah, it's sometimes it's just surprising the stuff that comes up, like you wouldn't think. But that shows how powerful the subconscious mind is, though, because like logically we can be like, okay, that person's apologized. Their life is crap. Actually, I'm living a better life. But I still subconsciously still have that old programming that makes me feel not worthy or not okay, which is just like, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) You're just absorbing that stuff when you're a kid. You you just absorb it. Good and bad stuff, you know, but... Um, it really sucks when it's someone, you know, telling you that you're not worthy of existence, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. So the thing that I find fascinating about integrating the health stuff in what you do is not only does it help people with behavioral stuff. So I really believe, so I believe that wellness in general, like focus on your wellness in general can level up your entire life. I do. I've seen it happen to me, but I feel like it does have to be holistic. So it has to be like, what's going on mentally? What's going on spiritually? What's going on with my diet, my body, et cetera. And so we slowly sort of just like help clients put together this package of wellness and you're part of this package of wellness. But the thing that's so interesting is that once they do like both, it's like people are like, oh, I just got a new job oh, I just broke up with so-and-so. And it's just so cool to see like how their entire life changes. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I know. It is powerful. It's powerful. Yeah. So tell us some of the, I know you have a lot of like testimonials and stuff, but tell us some of the things, some cool things that I guess that have happened to clients that have worked with you. Okay. So the first thing that comes to mind is working with this boy. So this boy was eight. He's was eight years old. This was probably, probably like two, this is before COVID. So this is probably like two years ago. And he was eight years old and he was just gorgeous boy. He was very into making his own clothes and his favorite was this purple sequin dress. And he was just this super creative, really lovely soul. And, um, he was wetting the bed. And, um, and he, he couldn't, and no amount of doctors, medicine, uh, they tried everything they possibly could and and then it was working. And so, um, 
I did a session with him and I did was maybe like 45 minutes long and I didn't regress him. Um, I don't really feel like it's necessary to ask a kid like where this is going right. from. Right. <laughs> like, when I was two months old, I remember that time. And it's like, no. <laughs> diaper, I didn't like it or something. <laughs> that diaper was so wet. Anyway, <laughs> so I did this session with him and in one session it was just it was just so cool because children are lovely to work with because they just they go with whatever they're so creative anyway and this kid was especially creative mm. and you know we got nipped that in the bud in one session that was wow. really cool because he was so great his urine was like burning his legs it was happening oh, in no. happening at night oh god yeah but so that was cool I had this uh, this one woman who who went back and she went back to these this these horrible physical assaults and it was really socially anxious like she had put on weight you know a lot of times when people have extra weight it's a protection it's an armor a lot of times things have happened in the past and they don't want to be attractive, you know, um, whether that's consciously or, or not. But she really, we had to do a couple, I do believe we did uh, three sessions for her. Mm-hmm. She just came out of her shell. She just blossomed. She slimmed down. She just felt like, you know, she could go back into the world and really live with, you know, joie de vivre, as they say, and that was really, really nice to like, that was very gratifying. I loved it. Very cool. I want to know. So since the last time you were on the show, a big life change has happened in that you've had a bye-bye and she's a super cute. I'm just really curious. I mean, I'm sure you think about this all the time, but what about your work has informed how you decide to parent? Oh my gosh. Like this has been <laughs> because I, oh, <laughs> to be candid, I didn't know anything about kids. Like I didn't know anything about babies. I never had kids. Like I didn't know any kids. I don't have nieces or nephews, nothing. But I yeah. do have these sessions that I've been doing where someone comes to me with a problem and we're going to get to the root of it and it's in childhood. So I have like a very interesting viewpoint of childhood I think it's uncommon right. uh, to see things in this way. I just have a really heightened awareness of these little moments that can create full on lifelong trauma kind of, you know, <laughs> and um, right. I, I'm a little hyper aware of it actually. But what I also do is I talk to her. She's nine months old and I talk to her like she's understanding me because they pick up on energy like this. I know for sure, because sometimes people go back to even in the womb and they're picking up the energy. And so when I was pregnant during COVID, right. I, I was like, I'm going to stay calm. I am not going to get myself all worked up and afraid of the world and all of these things because she'll pick up on it. And um, I was not going to do that. And with her, I'm just aware um, Oh, like for example, we had this moment where I was changing her diaper. She was probably like a month and a half old and it was a really smelly, poopy diaper. And it went, it was like mm-hmm. one of the first ones. And I was like, ah, ah, and she 
burst into tears because I was so grossed out by the poop, but she can't tell the <laughs> difference. She thought I was grossed out by her. And I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, no. I'm like, right. I love you. I love you. You are worthy. I'm so happy you're here. You're a blessing. Like I'm telling her all the things that I know that people needed to hear when they were kids that they didn't hear. I'm constantly like, you're enough. Right. You know, right. you, I'm, you're a gift. I'm so happy you're here. I'm constantly telling her things like that. But that is just a couple of the ways. I mean, I could talk about this. Yeah. But it's informed a lot as far uh, as parenting and, and the things that I want her to be confident. And I want her to be afraid of things, you know? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I think I'd be hyper aware too. I think I'm already hyper aware just because I know a little bit about your work. So I'm like, mm, I don't yeah. know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like so many incidents that could go awry. But I mean, I think I think it's impossible to be a parent to a child forever and ever and never have something be misinterpreted or never. We're not perfect human beings. But right. I think What's so powerful about realizing that your subconscious mind informs your behaviors and sometimes lifelong patterns is that if you are aware of it, you you won't let it rule your life anymore. And and you can also, like for someone like me, and then I have like so many clients who have like really deep, long trauma in their life, right? And if you've had a lot of trauma or if you grew up in a traumatic environment, the good news is you don't have to be like you don't have to be a product of that. You can literally change your story. That's the part that I love about this. Yeah. You can put a different ending on it. You know, you can change the, I mean, that's how it all works is these events happen. And then we have these emotions around the events. And then those emotions turned into thoughts and beliefs and those thoughts and beliefs turn into behavior, which is what you just said, but we can change the emotion which will give us different thoughts and beliefs, which will lead to a different behavior. Um, and it, cause it simply won't make sense to have the same behavior. And if you can change your beliefs, you can change anything. And, and if you just interrupt this pattern, because it becomes a looping pattern, you interrupt yeah. it, figure out where it's coming from, change your interpretation because we can't change what happened. We can only change what we perceive of, about what happened. You know, and so when we can do that, the the sky is the limit, you know, because you realize, oh, like I don't need to have like the cat o' nine tails for the rest <laughs> of my life, you know, punishing myself because I wasn't good enough for my mother who was like mentally ill or whatever, you know, because right. they take that in, they take that in. No, totally. I, I think that the reason, but your work is so interesting because I feel like meditation does that for people slowly, like very slowly, drip, drip, drip. You start to like kind of change a little bit or see, be able to watch yourself instead of react to everything sort of kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I actually feel like normal therapy actually literally keeps people kind of stuck in a lot of their patterns because they're talking about it all the time. Yeah. Whereas what you do, I feel like it's just so powerful because I don't know, it feels like you're exercise. You're it's like the exorcist. It's like, you're just getting rid of this thing. Like this, yeah. these big things that are holding us back in one session where it, we would have been in therapy for like six years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel, you know, not to totally, you know, diss talk therapy because it has its place and it is helpful yeah. to some 
people, but I do feel like you can only go so far with it. Like if yeah. you need to get this stuff out, in my belief, it's it's like you gotta get it up and out and and break the pattern and understand the root and then the repetition, because I include a recording also that is super customized based on my conversation with them before the con- the consultation and then the intake form plus all the stuff that comes up in the session. So it's the repetition of listening to the recording also that plays into mm-hmm. the change. And, you know, sometimes people feel it right away and sometimes it takes time and you might need another session. It just depends. Mm-hmm. Everybody's so different. But yeah, the idea is get it up and out because a lot of people don't, they, they, they didn't have a voice as a kid and then they don't feel like they have a voice as an adult and they never, ever get it out. And honestly, the messiest sessions are the best sessions because if someone <laughs> is sitting there and not, you know, they're not letting out emotion during the session, like I tend to be worried about those people because I'm like, right. if you're not going to, there's a, there's a saying, if you can feel it, you can heal it, you know, right. That's but some good. people, it takes a little time to, I've worked with people where they just need an additional session to kind of get their walls down because they're a little protective, which is totally understandable. But that's why yeah. I like to talk to people before the session so that they can get comfortable with me and, you know, make sure we, we vibe and, and cause it's not going to happen if they don't let me guide them. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I, like, I, I used to try to explain what you do to people sometimes. And I'm like, she kind of does what I do in nutrition, but like with therapy and that it's getting to the root cause. And you just said that getting to the root cause, because that's what I do. There's no way to actually heal anything unless you know why this happened. Because yeah. no one asks anyone, why did this happen? They're just like, oh, your foot hurt. Well, did you, did you kick your foot? Did someone step on your foot? No one asks you those questions. They just give you medication. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. I have to ask all of the questions to try to figure out why this happened so that I can actually address that. And then that's when you get someone being like, I don't have to take medication anymore at all. Or yeah. you know, feeling way better. Yeah. So that's super cool. How would you envision combining your work with talk therapy? Because I feel like, like you said, it does have its place, but I'm curious at your thoughts on how they could be like intertwined. Well, you know, that was my intention um, originally was to go and get an LMFT and intertwine them. And it became kind of because what happens is over these years, I've been doing this now for um, over six years. And uh, what happens is a lot of times people want to talk like they have this idea of of a therapy session and they want to talk. I am not an LMFT. I'm happy to talk, but my work is in the hypnotherapy. So I felt like if I got the if I got the LMFT and then we could talk and I could have these sort of therapist tools or whatever and then we could go into the hypnosis. But then I realized, A, if I was functioning under that license, I my my sessions would look very different. I'm not yeah. You know, a very, because you kind of got to be buttoned up. You got to, you know, have your, your boundaries. You got to have right. that all thing. And I'm yeah. like, I'm not doing that. Um, I just, it's not me. <laughs> I can't do it. Like, I I'm really like do not like it. I'm like that too. I don't think I'm, I don't think, I think people will get really kind of surprised by how loose I am as a health professional. <laughs> yeah, me too. I get that too. 
That's like, why we work well together because people are used to my looseness. So my clients are like, oh, I love Bianca. Like, she's great. <laughs> I know. And that's why I didn't go that route, you know? And, yeah. and I mean, I feel like the side ponies and the color and the nail, like, I feel like it says it all. <laughs> we are a uh, force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that there needs to be a better understanding of like just how different things can be integrated instead of sort of making it a competition between things. Yeah. And so that's why I was curious about what your thoughts were on that. Just because I have the same thing that happens for me when it comes to like people dealing with doctors or dealing with other things. And it's like, you don't want to say a whole profession is horrible, but how can we work together? Like, how can we integrate? But the thing is that it has to be both sides of it has to be both sides interested and curious about the other work that other people are doing so that there can be a better understanding and also there has to be the right motivation because if you're not concerned about the actual patient and the actual patient getting better then we can't be on the same team we're just not on the same team that's right yeah i mean i feel like especially when you're working with physical issues we're all so trained to just listen to the almighty doctor. But I'll tell you, if I was listening to the almighty doctor, I would not have a baby right now because I was was told, forget it, you know, by many three or four doctors were like, Oh, you know? And I was like, like, I'm like not letting that in. You're like, I'm a hypnotherapist. I don't hear you. I can't hear you. And I went and I got energy work and I worked with a um, acupuncturist. Yeah. Love her. Love her. And um, that's uh, Dr. Lim, by the way, Dr. Lim at TCM Healing Center. I worked with uh, more holistically with different, you know, different. I obviously I did hypnotherapy. I mean, I did everything. I threw the whole thing in the kitchen sink at it. I changed my diet, did all these things. And, you know, I have a baby. And I know for sure that uh, there is more to physical injuries or issues than science. Agreed. There's usually an emotional root. Yes. If you can get there, clear it out, and then work in all of the health stuff, like what you're eating and, and your, your daily rituals and all these things, like you can heal a lot. I mean, I'm not a doctor, so you know, I'm not going to tell anybody to stop taking medicine. <laughs> But, you know, you got options here. You got real options. <laughs> Don't worry. If they need options, they can come to my office and I'll, t- and I'll talk to them. But yeah, yeah no, seriously, I agree. I think there's an emotional root. I think there's a spiritual root to some diseases and health issues also. too. Also. But yeah, I think it's really cool. Well, the work you're doing is amazing. You're a rock star. Thank you. Thank you. Where can people find you online? And, um, well, they can obviously come and work with you at raw girl coaching, but where what's your Instagrams and all that. Okay. So my Instagram is Bianca to grow hypnotherapy just rolls off the tongue and Bianca to grow hypnotherapy.com is my website. I'm contemplating somehow shortening that, but, uh, that's what it is for now. (laughs) It's a little long. (laughs) It is a little long. Maybe yeah. one day you can just be the growth. <laughs> That's like, a play, like a play on the goat, like the greatest of all time. <laughs> oh, 
I kind of am not <laughs> mad at that. You so sad. I'm really corny, but whatever. I mean, I'm not mad though. I mean, I'm, I'm open. I'm open to ideas. If anybody's got any ideas, go ahead and, you know, <laughs> place them in the <laughs> thread below or whatever. <laughs> Thanks, Bianca. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you, Sasa. Attention, superfood lovers. You all may know by now that my favorite African superfood of all time is Moringa. Why? Moringa has 92 nutrients and 46 antioxidants, and every part of the amazing plant can be used. I personally use Moringa oil on my face twice a day, and then I also use Moringa powder to add to my smoothies, make Moringa bread, or sprinkle on meals for added nutrition from an amazing company called True Moringa. Founded in 2013, True Moringa is creating jobs and community with their amazing skincare and wellness products. The coolest part? Every time you make a purchase from True Moringa, they plant a tree in your name. Yes, child, to date they have planted over 2 million Moringa trees to combat deforestation and malnutrition in Ghana. To check out their awesome products, visit TrueMoringa.com and use the code RAWGIRL at checkout for 10% off and free shipping over $20. Are you interested in living your best, healthiest life? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of TheRawGirl.com, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach who specializes in helping you discover what exercise and diet is best for your body and get to the root cause and rebalance if you have a serious chronic condition. Clients who've worked with me have reversed diabetes, hypertension, balanced hormonally, gotten rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. If you are interested in reaching your health goals with some support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy. All right, it's time to take a question from Instagram or email. Remember, if you would like to have your question answered on the show, all you got to do is send me a DM, slide up in my DMs on Instagram at TheRawGirl, or contact me via my website, TheRawGirl.com. Today's question is from Belle via Instagram, who says, how do I concentrate when I'm meditating? I always feel like I can't meditate because my mind wanders a lot. Hi, Belle. That is a very common complaint. Um, I do have a lot of clients who either feel like they can't sit still when they meditate, um, so it's not for them, or they worry that they're thinking too much. And really, the point of meditation is not necessarily for you to be Jedi focused on nothingness. It's that you allow the thoughts to come and go. So be patient with yourself, depending on what kind of meditation you're doing. Now, when I meditate, I usually sit in complete silence because that's now what works for me. Some people focus in on a mantra and they're repeating the mantra. So basically, while your mind is wandering, you're coming back to the mantra. Some people are literally listening to someone guide them through a sequence of breathing and um, just guiding them through relaxation. And that's their meditation. If you feel like your mind is wandering, maybe you should try listening to someone's voice guiding you through something because that could actually direct your attention a bit more. And then there's you know, people who feel like they can't still sit still or they feel a little bit restless, I always tell them to consider moving meditation. So things like yoga is really great or walking. 
Tai Chi, Qigong, these kinds of things, which are meditative, but involve movement so you don't have to sit still. I hope all that helps you. Well, that's all she wrote for today's show. I hope that you learned something today about the power of your subconscious mind. Don't forget to go back and listen to all the way in season one, our first installment of the power of your subconscious mind, just to get a nice refresher. And I hope you begin to think about, hmm, do I need to reprogram some thoughts or some some beliefs that I have that are underlying that I might have picked up unknowingly? Remember, considering meditation is not a bad idea as it can actually help you reset or other forms of mindfulness that help you promote stress relief, such as prayer, yoga, meditative walking, tai chi, qigong. Today, I leave you with a quote by Joseph Murphy. As you sow in your subconscious mind, so shall you reap in your body and environment. I hope you sow good seeds in your subconscious mind this week and also maybe find some time to consider Am I holding on to any subconscious programming that's affecting my health and well-being? If you are, it might be time to let it go. Well, that's all for today, sis. If you're looking for more health tips or have any questions for the show, find me on Instagram at The Raw Girl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, therawgirl.com. For more on the show or to listen to past episodes, visit stayingagelessshow.com. To watch the interview on video from this and past podcast episodes, subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash The Raw Girl. 